1: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
2: Run your leg of the race. And so too with us. So too with you. So too with me. What you're doing for the Lord is important because it's part of God's plan. You're running your leg of the race. You're part of this process. And what you're doing for the Lord may not seem significant to you. It may not pay well. It may not pay at all. You may have no peace from the enemy. You may be constantly... In battle, but the work you're doing matters because it's kingdom work.
1: When you are just a small part of a big plan, it can be difficult to see how your work matters. What does one life matter in the span of all human life? How can one person's 70, 80, or 90 years of life make a difference for eternity? It's easy to become discouraged when you have short-term vision. But today, Pastor Dan encourages you... The work you do for the Lord does matter. Every day is an opportunity to move the mission of the Lord forward. Run your race well. Don't just start strong, finish strong. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Zechariah chapter 7 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
2: Verse 14, but I scattered them with a whirlwind among all the nations, which they had not known. Thus the land became desolate after them so that no one passed through or returned. So there's no one moving through the land because it's just completely desolate now for they made the pleasant land desolate. Their disobedience to God's word led to desolation and the nation. Disobedience to God leads to desolation. Disobedience to God leads to desolation. Again, it starts with not heeding the word when you hear it, and it progresses to desolation. Maybe not physical desolation, but certainly spiritual desolation. Now that brings us now to chapter 8. And chapter 8 looks ahead to the kingdom age, primarily when Jesus Christ returns to the earth and he rules as king of kings over all the earth, ruling from Jerusalem a time when Israel will be fully restored. He, he looks ahead now to that time. Remember that the timeline of the end times, the next thing that will happen on the timeline will be the rapture of the church where we're caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Thus, we shall always be with the Lord. Sometime after that, there will be the seven year tribulation period upon the earth. And at the end of the tribulation period, you'll have the battle of Armageddon where all the armies of the world come against God's people and come against Israel And Jesus Christ will return in glory and great power from heaven. And we will return with him from heaven. And then he establishes his kingdom on the earth. And he rules and reigns upon the earth for a thousand years. Well, chapter 8 is looking ahead to that kingdom age, that thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ upon the earth. It says in verse 1, Again, the word of the Lord of hosts came, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I am zealous for Zion with great zeal. With great fervor, I am zealous for her. Now, when he says this to Zechariah, the city of Jerusalem is essentially in in complete ruins. And God says here, I'm zealous for Zion with great zeal. It may not look like it right now to the people living in Jerusalem at this time, but God says here that he's zealous. I'm zealous for Jerusalem. Jerusalem. The Lord was not finished with Jerusalem or the Jewish people. He had not forsaken them. He still had a future plan for them. Look at the promise in verse 3. Thus says the Lord, Yahweh, it's all capital letters, Yahweh. I will return to Zion and I will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth, the mountain of the Lord of hosts, The holy mountain. The Lord promises to return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Again, this is looking ahead to the kingdom age. In the book of Ezekiel, the presence of God left Jerusalem because of the sinfulness and corruption of the city. So God departed from Jerusalem. His presence went out of the city and out over the top of the Mount of Olives. But here God promises to return and dwell in Jerusalem. This is looking ahead to the kingdom age when Jesus Christ will dwell in Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth. And the mountain of the Lord, speaking of the temple mount where the temple once stood, will be called the holy mountain. Now, right now, the city of Jerusalem is not the city of truth. There's a lot of falsehood in Jerusalem right now. And the temple mount is not a holy mountain. Temple Mount is given over to a false God, a false religion. But in the kingdom, in the kingdom, then then it will be a holy mountain. Then the city will be the city of truth because Jesus Christ will be dwelling there. Because of God's presence in the city. Jesus is truth. He is the truth. And Jesus is holy, and he will make that city holy. You know, Isaiah says of Jerusalem, how the faithful city has become a harlot. It was full of justice, righteousness lodged in it, but now murderers. But when Jesus Christ returns to the earth and establishes his throne in Jerusalem, then the city will once again be known for truth and for holiness. Look at verse four. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Old men and old women shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each one with his staff in his hand because of great age. The streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in its streets. I love this image that it gives us here of Jerusalem in the kingdom age. In Zechariah's time, there were no walls around the city of Jerusalem. The city of Jerusalem was very unsafe. It was not safe or secure for an old man or an old woman to sit in the streets or for children to play in the streets. But in the kingdom, the old and young will safely be able to enjoy the city and walk the streets and children will play without fear. I think about our own cities and how unsafe most of them are. Certainly most of them are not safe for an elderly person to sit on a bench in a park without the fear of getting robbed or for children to play in the streets without the fear of getting shot and not to sound like an old timer here but when we were children, right? You'd go outside and you'd be gone until dinner time. You didn't have a cell phone. Your parents couldn't text you or call you. They had no idea where you were. As long as you were home by dinner. And today, most parents wouldn't let their kids out of the backyard. Understandably, even in suburban areas, we feel unsafe. In the kingdom age, cities will be completely safe for elderly people and for children. Look at what he says in verse 6. Thus says the Lord of hosts, If it is marvelous in the eyes of the remnant of this people in these days, will it also be marvelous in my eyes, says the Lord of hosts? You know what he says there? The Lord says, if this sounds marvelous to you, it's marvelous to me also. (laughs) If it sounds marvelous to you, it's marvelous to God also to think that one day the cities will be safe for old and young alike. And thus says the Lord of hosts, verse 7, behold, I will save my people from the land of the east and from the land of the west. Now this phrase here, from the land of the east and from the land of the west, it's literally from the land of the sunrise and the land of the setting sun. And the idea here with this phrase is, I will save my people from everywhere. My people that are scattered all over the earth, not just from Babylon, but from the entire earth. And again, this is looking ahead to the regathering of the Jewish people from all over the earth, from the four corners of the earth that will take place when Jesus Christ returns to the earth to establish his kingdom on the earth. He will regather all the Jewish people back to their homeland in Israel. He says, I will bring them back, and they shall dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. They shall be my people, and I will be their God in truth And righteousness. The regathering of the Jewish people to Israel will not be just a geographical regathering, but a spiritual regathering. They will return to God, they will receive Jesus Christ as their Messiah and Savior. Amos chapter 9 says, I will bring back the captives of my people Israel. They shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink wine from them. They shall also make gardens and eat fruit from them. I will plant them in their land and no longer shall they be pulled up from the land I have given them, says the Lord your God. In Ezekiel chapter 37, there of course is that graphic description of the restoration of Israel, describing it as a valley of dry bones right? You guys know that passage. That See, we've got to go back through the Old Testament a second time so you guys remember all these things, right? But that valley of dry bones, and, and God causes the bones to come back to life. And Ezekiel 37 describes that restoration of Israel as a process. It doesn't happen all at once. First, they're brought back physically, and then God breathes his spirit on them, and they are made alive spiritually. And so Israel will be restored physically as a nation first, before Israel is made alive spiritually. We see this today in our own time. The nation of Israel was reborn in 1948. The Jewish people have returned to the land of Israel. They continue to return to the land, but the, the nation has not been made alive spiritually. As Ezekiel describes, God has not breathed his spirit into them, yet they've been brought back physically but not spiritually. That'll take place during the tribulation period when Christ returns at the end of the tribulation.
1: We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app.
2: We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel, And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com.
1: What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth.
2: Verse 9 goes on. Thus says the Lord of hosts. So now he's speaking to the people in the days of Zechariah. Let your hands be strong. You have been hearing in these days these words by the mouth of the prophets who spoke in the day the foundation of the temple was laid for the house of the Lord of hosts that the temple might be built. For before these days there there were no wages for man nor any hire for beast's. There was no peace from the enemy for whoever went out or came in. For I set all men, everyone against his neighbor. The the Lord says to those doing the work in Zechariah's time, let your hands be strong. Don't grow weary in the work you're doing. Even though he says there was no wages, there were no animals to hire that you could use in the building process. There is no peace from your enemies. You could easily get discouraged in your work, but let your hands be strong. Why? Because what you're doing is important and it's part of God's plan for his people. A plan that's going to be fulfilled when Jesus Christ is in Jerusalem, sitting on his throne and ruling over all the earth as king of kings and Lord of lords. And he's saying, you're part of that. You're a piece, you know, you're, it's almost like a relay race. This is your leg of the race. So run your leg of the race. And so too with us. So too with you. So too with me, what you're doing for the Lord is important because it's part of God's plan. You're running your leg of the race. You're part of this process. And what you're doing for the Lord may not seem significant to you. It may not pay. Well, it may not pay at all. You may have no peace from the enemy, you may be constantly in battle, but the work you're doing matters because it's kingdom work. It's kingdom work. Especially if you're a stay-at-home mom, and you're raising kids, and you feel like it, 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 you're just getting nowhere, and you're trying to teach these kids about Jesus, and you're like losing your religion most days while you're trying to tell them to follow Jesus, right? You're pulling your hair out. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. The Lord would say to you, Let your hands be strong. This is kingdom work. Yes, you want your kids to get it right. Yes, you want your kids to grow up to follow Christ. Yes, yes, yes. But the ultimate reward is going to come on that day when you're standing with Jesus Christ, with your kids, saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. That's when the reward's ultimately going to come all the hard work. So run your leg of the race. Let your hands be strong. The Bible says, don't grow weary in doing good for in due season you shall reap. So don't lose heart, it says. There is going to be a time of reaping. You're just sowing and sowing and sowing and sowing and sowing and sowing. And sowing. There will be a time of reaping. So don't lose heart. Verse 11 says, But now I will not treat the remnant of this people as in the former days, says the Lord of hosts. This remnant that is there in Jerusalem trying to get this temple built, doing the hard work, keeping their shoulder against it. He says, I'm not going to treat them the way that I treated the, the people in the former days. For the seed shall be prosperous. The vine shall give its fruit. The ground shall give her increase. And the heavens shall give their due. I will cause the remnant of this people to possess all these. And it shall come to pass. That just as you were a curse among the nations, O house of Judah and house of Israel, so I will save you. And you shall be a blessing to the nations. Do not fear. So let your hands be strong. Let your hands be strong. You will prosper. The vine will give fruit. The ground shall give her increase. The heavens shall give her due. So stay strong. Let your hands be strong. Keep at the work. There will be a day, he says here, where in the past, verse 13, the house of Judah, the house of Israel, it was a curse among the nations. And he says, but there's going to be a day in the kingdom when you shall be a blessing to the nations. Anti-Semitism will not exist anymore in the kingdom age. Look at verse 14. For thus says the Lord of hosts, just as I determined to punish you when your fathers provoked me to wrath, says the Lord of hosts, and I would not relent. So again, in these days, I am determined to do good to Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. And the implication there is, and I'm not going to relent. Just like I didn't relent when I punished your fathers for their disobedience and their rebellion. I'm not going to relent when it comes to doing good to Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. Do not fear, he says. These are the things you shall do. Now he's going to tell them what to do. Speak each man the truth to his neighbor. You speak the truth today, you might get in trouble. Speak each man the truth to his neighbor. Give judgment in your gates. That's where the judges sat, in the gates of the city. Give judgment in your gates for truth, justice, and peace. Let none of you think evil in your heart against your neighbor. And do not love a false oath. For all these are things that I hate, says the Lord. So God promises Hey, I am going to bless you. And then he tells them what to do. This is what I want you to do. Speak truth to people. Give judgment in your gates for truth, justice, and peace. That none of you think evil in your heart against your neighbor. Don't think evil of people. But isn't that so much of the culture we live in now? How we label people? We don't, but how the culture does, right? And you think evil of somebody just based on these labels you put on them. But for the Christian, for the follower of Jesus Christ, let none of you think evil in your neighbor, in your heart against your neighbor. And do not love a false oath. For all these things the Lord hates. Then the word of the Lord of hosts came to me saying, thus says the Lord of hosts, The fast of the fourth month, the fast of the fifth, the fast of the seventh, and the fast of the tenth, remember I told you about those, shall be joy and gladness and cheerful feasts for the house of Judah. Therefore, love truth and peace. The Lord will turn their fasting into feasting and celebration in the kingdom age. And he says, therefore, love truth and peace. For us, as as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, we should love truth, and we should love peace. God's promised blessing here, and so love truth, love peace. Thus says the Lord of hosts, people shall yet come. Look what he says now in verse 20, inhabitants of many cities... The inhabitants of one city shall go to another saying, let us continue to go and pray before the Lord and seek the Lord of hosts. I myself will go also. Yes, many peoples and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to pray before the Lord. Again, this is looking ahead to the kingdom age. Israel will be restored in the kingdom age and Israel will be the source of blessing for all the world and all the nations, meaning all the Gentile nations of the world will go up to Jerusalem to seek the Lord and pray before the Lord during the kingdom. Isaiah chapter two, verse three says, and many people shall go and say, come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So people during the kingdom age, they're going to go up to Jerusalem to listen to Jesus, give Bible studies. How amazing is that going to be? And they're going to be going from city to city. Say, come on, come on with us. We're going up to Jerusalem. Come with us. We'll go listen to Jesus. And the word of the Lord will go out from Jerusalem. There'll be one government. And one ruler. And he'll rule by his word. Now look at verse 23 as we wrap this up. Thus says the Lord of hosts. In those days, 10 men from every language of the nations shall grasp the sleeve of a Jewish man, saying, Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Now, throughout history, as you know, the Jewish people have been persecuted. And any time in history, when 10 Gentile men grabbed hold of a Jewish person, it was to do him harm. It was to persecute him. But in the kingdom age, God's going to flip that whole thing. And ten men will grab hold of a Jewish person by the sleeve and say, let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. They will look to the Jewish people to lead them to their Messiah, Jesus Christ, in the kingdom age. Now, we cling to the sleeve of one Jewish man in particular, Jesus of Nazareth, who died on the cross for us to bring us to God. So we're kind of like part of that group, aren't we? In that sense that you alone have the words of eternal life. And we found Jesus, or he found us, and we grabbed hold of him, and we're not letting go, right? Until he brings us to glory.
3: He asked me how I know, and I say, bring sure. True-
1: Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Zechariah, one of the Old Testament books of prophecy. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. God's Word can speak to you in a variety of ways, and it can reach you in a personal way too. If you'd like to hear more messages from this series, visit our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. While you're visiting our website, you might be interested in learning more about the church that supports this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. You can even come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, visit calvaryec.com for details. You'll also notice a tab for giving and a tab for serving opportunities. Make sure to check those out and think about being a part of this ministry and the church as a whole. If you have questions, please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. Or feel free to connect with us through our website. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth.
3: I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft in well, I know because I know His voice and it only takes